clearing a path from bed to feeding chair and back. It's helping. Her weight has rebounded. But if she really was a boxer, Mum would need two weeks of Twinkies and ice cream just to qualify for the junior flyweight division. Still, she fights. Only months ago she had rallied herself to dress in her finest and sit down at a Christmas dinner table, her tiny spoonfuls of soup entering orally as nature intended, a triumphant communion accomplished through force of will. Three days later, she managed it again, raising a shaky toast on the occasion of her 58th wedding anniversary. Best of all, New Year's Eve had seen her rise from her wheelchair to execute a careful, shuffling waltz with her old lover. Her face just lit up when we danced, Dad says. I was dancing, Mum whispered to the home care nurse. Now it is February, and she's in hospital again. We know the drill. The name of the game is to agitate. The target? Mum's doctor. We five children neither like nor trust him. In recognition of his skill and relative stature in our eyes, we've come to call him Dr. Molecule. Dad thinks we're too hard on Molecule, but the rest of us have more faith in Lynn. My eldest sister is a television producer and tireless researcher. When Parkinson's symptoms first began appearing in Mum, it was Lynn who came up with the diagnosis. Dr. Molecule dismissed her opinion. Your mother's just getting old, he said. Time passed. The situation deteriorated. Finally, there came an appointment where Molecule sat in his office with Mum and Lynn, discussing my mother's latest symptoms. Well, it's all part of Parkinson's disease, he said, almost in passing. So, Mum said, looking sideways at Lynn. I have Parkinson's? Yes, yes, Molecule replied. Mum took some grim satisfaction from it. At least he said it. Perhaps we should be counting our blessings. If Doc Molecule had jumped on board the Parkinson's diagnosis right away, he might have prescribed Mirapex, an anti-Parkinson's drug approved in 1997. Mirapex has inspired a flurry of lawsuits. Alleged side effects include unbridled sexual urges, and compulsive gambling. We didn't need that. Besides, Mum simply didn't have the necessary range and mobility to make the most of it. Our generally hostile stance toward Molecule lent an adversarial air to medical consults. Dr. M doesn't like Burgesses any more than they like him. So the teleconference has a testy air. We lobby for healthcare services, try to undercut any hint of defeatism, and make plans for Mum's return home just as soon as she can get out of bed. But that will never happen. Just days after the phone conference, Lynn receives another call. It's a nurse on Mum's ward, calling secretly. We're not getting the true picture, the nurse says. Mum is now in a steep decline, in a coma, essentially. We need to make plans. When it comes from the nurse, we believe it. Now my two brothers are desperately rearranging schedules. By the time my sister Leslie and I arrive in Brandon, Lynn has been there for days, sitting up nights in Mum's room, alert to any change in her frightening, gasping breath. Mum looks wasted and frail, but it's that breathing that is the real shock. Sharp, convulsive intakes of air, accentuated by the plastic echo chamber covering her mouth. You hear it, see her muscles convulse with the effort, and think, it can't go on for long. To add another pathology to the pile, Mum has developed double pneumonia. 
It's the pale horse that walks through these wards, carrying away the weak and compromised. Our established mistrust of medical opinion has been dissolved by the inevitable, by the heaving chest muscles that push out each breath. My mother's death will not be a tragedy. As a family, we're not dealing with the premature loss of a young life. There will be no agonizing decisions about organ donation, unless there's a 94-year-old somewhere out there in need of a kidney. Friends of mine have suffered real tragedies. Laura lost her mother to a drunk driver. Matthew's mother got early-onset Alzheimer's while still in her 40s, leaving him with a stock of horrible, yet sometimes blackly funny tales from his mother's rapid descent. One story, the family is watching Pretty Woman on video when Matthew's mother becomes upset. On screen, Richard Gere has just asked Julia Roberts to go home with him. I won't, Matthew's mother shouts.